You're listening to Girls Gone Wad. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 86. And we are here with Leah West. Hi, Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi. And Hi. we are um, excited to talk about 15-1. And know, there's so many numbers to remember. I, I like, know. Episode 86, 15-1. Get it right. 3.1459. <laughs> February 26, 2015. Yeah. Okay. So here we are. Um, so first so of all. So our friend Leah is a CrossFit level one certified did i say it right no Claire? it's not certified yes Ugh. crossfit level one trainer okay. yes trainer come on joy we are Ugh. not we are not officially certified it's true yeah so yeah, <laughs> yeah now the, the crossfit surveillance van outside your house right now is I like know. okay they passed <laughs> you're legit in my book <laughs> we met leah through instagram is that yes. how we all met yes leah came yeah. to visit and i could not I yeah, and I met Leah in her life, and it was so okay. Yeah. Know, so I have to tell you that. So later that day, when I was coaching, a couple of the guys came in, and and I was like, yeah, this really cool girl who like I know through Instagram came by, and she's visiting from Puerto Rico, and she came to lift. And then uh, when I when you posted that picture, they were like, oh my god, it was out. Leah West. Why did you say something? I was like, I was unaware. That yeah. <laughs> you guys so are in love with Leah. Yeah. So that's really funny. Social media is funny and awesome and weird all at the same time isn't it but um in so in my opinion like instagram is where people kind of like get to know who they think you are but then the other social media outlets are where you can actually talk to people so <laughs> twitter i'm not so i'm on twitter i've been on twitter like for years and years and years but i've never been like an avid twitter user but i will get on it like all day long because I have friends and, like, my sisters and stuff that use it all day. So I like to just creep on them and, like, look at to see what they're saying. Yeah. But, pe- <laughs> but people will talk to me and, like, I'll always respond. And that day, like, you posted a photo and then I posted a photo and, like, five dudes talked, like, <laughs> mentioned me, like, on Twitter. And they're like, oh, that's my gym. Oh, my. You're wearing our shirt. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe I didn't know it. I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys. I was just driving through. Like, I was going up to Breck. Like, I would have hung out. I would have been there in normal hours, but so I'm funny. sorry. I know. They were like, you should have told us. We would have taken off work. I was like, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't okay. help it that I'm so popular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It was, it was pretty good. So we met Leah through Instagram and, uh, you know, Instagram stalking, whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Um, and we just fell in love with you and I, I'm yeah. sad I didn't get to meet you, but I know you're no. just lovely. So we're going to talk about the open tonight, today, yeah. this week. And, um, Claire and I are going to have some guests on this month to talk about the open workouts because this is like the most wonderful time of the year for CrossFit. Yeah. So Leah, you just came back from your gym, right? Time. Yes. And, uh, you guys actually did it at your gym, like already. Yeah. Which, by so, the way, you're three hours ahead, and she's recording yeah. at like midnight right now. So you're a rock yeah. star. Um, yeah. So how yeah. did it go? <laughs> so well, so I coached for four hours today, and wow. then and then we hung around for an hour, um, and like cooked food and stuff like that, and then to, and then we watched the release, and it was really cool because there was a handful of people there where they started CrossFit like within the last two months. So they didn't even know what the open was until just recently. This was the first like open like announcement that they've ever seen. And uh, I sent them all a link to the documentary that they just put out on YouTube about the games last year. So they could kind of like Which is just like CrossFit porn basically. Yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) But um so that they could kind of see like what the games really are and who Rich Froning is and who Matt Fraser is and so that they would understand. So that was really cool. It was really fun for that aspect for them to that to be their first time, you know. Totally. Um, but then, yeah. So after the announcement, um, two one of my coaches and one of our athletes did it together, and then two more of my coaches did it together. And how? They and I do. judged. I got to judge two rounds. They did good. Um, they, of course, it. Of course, the guys on you know the elite guys make it look way easier than right. it actually is. Yeah, I know. Isn't that <laughs> um, funny? I was watching them yeah. going, wow, they make it look so easy. And then they when you're really actually do. doing it, you're like, what? Where am yeah. I? Uh, it's, it, yeah, it messes with you. But yeah. they did they did really well, actually. And uh, they, they all kind of just said the same thing. It was really just the grip strength. Everything else was yeah. fine. It's just the grip. The toes to bar got all of them. 
which kind of makes me feel good because I I've always been relatively good at toes to bar. So yeah. if you can just hang on, then you're good. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And that's isn't that what Rich said too? Yeah. Like yeah. at the end, yeah. did you did you watch like the? Yeah, the announcement. We had it on, but I couldn't hear all of it because everyone's kind of excited. But I was trying to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, he was saying. I mean, both of them. I just looked like even Matt Fraser at the end was doing a switch, uh, switch grip yeah. on his hose bar. Oh, really? Yeah, he was doing like a deadlift grip. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, Rich was saying, and this is so funny because when they interview them, I always feel like you can't really ask them questions about their strategy because this yeah. is not like the same as right. the rest of the people doing right. this workout. But they're <laughs> like, "How would you break it up?" And he's like, "Yeah, you know, toast to bar." Once you're once you're done, you're done. Like once they fail, you're just failed. And I'm like, yeah. that's a good reminder because um, it's so hard to pace toast bar. Yeah. Well, the first thing yeah. he said was that he, they were like, "How'd you pace this out?" He was like, "Well, when you can't hold on anymore, you got to come off the bar." Yeah, <laughs> I was like, definitely. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate that. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> but it is, and um, I've gotten art like the box that I'm at. Um, it's a lot of really new athletes, so. It kind of helps me even as a, me as an athlete when you have new athletes and you have to teach them kind of tricks almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and even tonight, one of the guys that I coached, he, uh, the toes of our just got him, got like, got him bad. And he just had to drop to singles. And it's something that you need to just be able to switch and do in the middle of it. If you have to do singles, do singles. But if the reps are shorter, then the rest is shorter. You don't get to rest as long totally. as you did when you did a set of five. Yeah. yeah. So jump up, do the toes bar, drop down, and jump right back up. Yeah. But And he just was looking at me. I'm like, come on, you can do it. And he's, he's like showing me his forearms are like all locked up. I was like, <laughs> oh. just get up there, man. He only has six more. He was like, uh. He's like, I understand that you can't feel your arms right now, but just trust me, they're still there. <laughs> yeah. They're there. Just keep going. The whole box is watching you. It's not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> so did you do it tonight? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Today's you, rest day. When do you think you're going to do it? Um, well, I'm waiting on – so I have a coach, and uh, he does all my programming and all and strategy and all that. Um, but he's, like, uploading a video for us right now. <laughs> but as far as I know, we are supposed to be running through it tomorrow and then hitting it again on Monday. Nice. So <sighs> – are you nervous or do you like, do you love this time of year or do you get nervous? Like what's your, what are your feelings? Yeah. Um, I think that I stay way more calm than a lot of people. Cause at this point there's nothing else that you can do to get better. Totally. That's a good. So, but you can absolutely kind of self-destruct if you, if you stress out about it, if you freak out about it, people start changing their diets because it's the open People start right. changing, you know, changing their gear and changing their routines. And it's just not the way to do it. Though yeah. You just got, can't do anything else except, except your best. So eat yeah. what you know, eat what you know your body likes, sleep the way you always sleep, wear the same clothes that you always wear, do the same warm up routine that you always do. Like don't start adding in new shit for, for this one workout. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Don't, don't make it that. And that's something that I've been seeing a lot, like on, um, I want to say like the, like the box magazine or somebody was posting stuff like that on Facebook where it was like, now is not the time to be, to be tweaking. Like no. tweaking was two or three months ago. Now is right. the time to like, no, already have it dialed in. And if you don't just go with what you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's what our coach told us back in, back in December is about when December, like, well, I guess after the holidays. So yeah. January is when our coach was like, okay, so your diet is your diet until April. <laughs> like you don't get to change it now. <laughs> so if you're going to change it, this is it. And then you've got to go through it. And same goes for, you know, mobility, recovery, all that stuff. Yeah, totally. that's a good point. So, And I saw, did you see when Nicole Carroll was on talking mm-hmm. and how she said that, you know, her first piece of advice to people is if you don't have a one rep max, you should know where you are with clean and jerk. Yeah, like, don't go out. Yeah. Cause wouldn't you agree Leah that that's where people are, would make stupid mistakes? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that, and she even said it too. Um, I think I heard her say it, that we have an advantage cause we actually know what it is. So we know how to work, warm up. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, you know, warm up, you can warm up your clean and jerks a little bit, but I think because of the deadlifts, 
your posterior chain's already going to be warmed up. Yeah, you don't want to um, overdo it. And that's always, right. I mean, that's the hard thing with any workout that you're worried about your score is like finding that sweet spot between warming up and tiring and, yourself out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, so I think from even just the four guys that went tonight that I watched that, you know, are just normal athletes and not elite athletes, mm-hmm. um, they didn't warm up clean and jerks at all. They just did, they did their normal, just like stretching and stuff and then did the, uh, 15.1. And then when it got to the a portion, the clean and jerks, yeah. um, they all did, they started pretty close to what their current, uh, one rep max is. Yeah. Cause I mean like you're, and none of them missed. Right. So. Your, your posterior chain is already warmed up. Your core is already warmed up. Your shoulders are already warmed up. Yeah. Like I feel like the only thing really at that point would just be like reminding your body and feeling confident and like, okay, I remember how to do this movement. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. Yeah. Other than that, it's not like you're not warm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're After ready to go. Nine minute wad. Yeah. yeah. So fi- you know, decide what weight you're gonna do. Um, have you know, of course, have your plates and stuff like that set up, and just just go for it. You know how yeah. to do it. You know. Yep. And I think you know, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of people that PR, you know, especially people, um, more beginner athletes. I feel like are the ones that usually PR during the open, totally. which is awesome. Um, so those athletes might PR and then the ones that are a little like more advanced may not cause they may have pushed harder in the first part. Yeah. Well, and also I think it's, um, you know, like looking at Rich Froney and Matt Fraser is like, I mean, obviously their, their clean and jerk numbers are ridiculous, but if yeah. you have a really heavy clean and jerk, you can't really be expected to hit that, hit right. your like true one rep max when you're already so burnt out. Right. Yeah. And so tired. Yeah, and wouldn't you think that most people are not going to be hitting a run a one they're rep? They're like legit like, one rep. What do you think, Leah? Like, yeah. I, I don't – I'm thinking of myself even when they announced it. So like when it was announced, I actually got pretty excited um, yeah. for the 15.1. I love triplets. Mentally for me, I love triplets. It's not boring, yeah. you know? You just move through it. You're not just it. going back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. 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 So you can just – you can move through it pretty well. Um I, so I got pretty stoked for it. And then for the clean and jerk for myself though, I don't, I don't think that I'm going to hit even my current one rep max. I would just, I don't know. I just don't know if I will Yeah. thinking of the grit, the, it's the grit part totally. that gets me. Um, I think, I think the think core too, after the toes bar and the deadlifts, oh, like yeah. standing up out of that hole and then also stabilizing yeah. the jerk. Yeah. Like if you're yeah. toes, it's going to be really hard to like, yeah. Yeah. So then it comes down to safety too. And like right, just listening totally. to your body because I can see myself like, I have to remind myself, we're just doing this with our gym to have fun. Right. Yeah. So and it's like, that's, yeah, that's the, I think that's <laughs> yeah. the thing, the piece too, just making sure people are smart. And like Nicole said, of just making sure people even know what their one rep, one rep max is yeah. and that they warm up appropriately that they're, that they're not just going to go in and lift some crazy weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then something else that I don't know if you guys looked up um, the actual standards that they put on the webpage, but um, I just think it's interesting when it comes down to like a tiebreaker, the tiebreaker for the um, clean and jerks, mm-hmm. it goes, it goes to the one who weighs less. If you, so like if you, if two people hit the same weight, the yeah. one who weighs less gets more points. That's smart. Finally. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, when I think of myself versus some other right, versus like um, people Bonsuela like Whaler or something. Yeah, or even just even just like if I were to think of my region, other people's weights that I think they may hit versus their body weight. Like I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, that's really. So when are you gonna do it? Monday? Um, I, I think I'm supposed to be running through it tomorrow and then hitting it again on Monday. So what? then that brings me to the question, are you doing it twice or are you just going to like run through it as in like mentally I run don't, through it? I don't know. Oh, no. I mean, I'll physically be doing it two times, I believe, unless my coach changes it tonight. But I, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're supposed to be doing it twice. Um, and I, I mean, it's kind of still up to us whether we want to hit it hard both times. I know just from last year, I – did it pretty much a hundred percent twice every single one. The only one I didn't do was 14.5 and I wish that I did do it twice. Oh I only God. did it because no one else did it twice. So I was like, okay, well I guess yeah, I'm doing it once. No one else could like bring themselves to do that workout. No, well, time. yeah. Well, what happened was 
I ended up doing that one like 30 minutes before it was due, like Monday night, Mm -hmm. because all weekend everyone was like, I'm not doing it twice. I'm not doing it twice. I was like, okay. I mean, I guess I'm not either. So I judged people all weekend watching them like drool on themselves. Oh my gosh. That was a miserable, it was terrible. But then when I did it, my like personally, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, when I did it, it didn't, I didn't get affected that way. And I wish I had done it two times. Oh my gosh. Because I always do better the second time. Yeah, you're like the only person I know who was like, I totally could have done that one again. Like everyone I, yeah. was like, if 15 one is 14-5, I'm just dropping out of the open. Was it yeah. the thrusters and burpees? Yeah, the thrusters and yeah. burpees and burpees. Oh, it was the worst. Oh, yeah. I remember people actually like almost vomiting. Yeah, I, I remember like, being there and it was that. Thor at Rabdo. Who uh, did? Thor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we have a guy at our gym who's a ginormous Viking, and his and real name is Michael, but everyone calls him Thor. He looks exactly <laughs> like Thor. And he like That's he has, awesome. like, long, flowing locks and everything, and he legit got rhabdo in his triceps from that Holy workout. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I was – people were literally drooling on themselves. Oh, I believe it. I And, like, so sliding, sliding in their own drool to, like, help bring their legs back up. <laughs> Oh my god. Cross yeah. is so dangerous, you guys. <laughs> it's it's bad. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I also am interested, like when the scaled version came out, I mean it seems pretty straightforward. It's like yeah. you know, and to be you know, to be fair, like toes to bar, deadlift, snatches, like those are all moves that are really straightforward to scale. Yeah. The things that I'm a little bit more interested to see how they scale are like pull-ups or muscle-ups, that kind of thing, or or like yeah. um what was the other thing that I was thinking that was going to be interesting to see? But like for che- for chest to bar versus chin over pull ups, chest to bar is so much easier to judge. Yes, and absolutely. Chin, like chin over is way harder. You have to like, your face has to be at the bar level basically. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. You- or like, what if you know a lot of athletes for them even chin over is pretty advanced. Yeah. Are we going to see seeing ring rows? I don't think they're going to. Right. I was just about to say I don't think they're going to do that. Um, only because I was just at, uh, Wadapalooza in Mm -hmm. Miami. Um, and when was that? Was that this month? I think whenever that was. Yeah. Like the middle of January or something. Yeah. 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 So they had, um, cause they had scaled intermediate RX and elite. Mm -hmm. So even the intermediate, um, it was, or I guess I don't remember what the standards were. Something was chest to bar. For like RX uh-huh. and they, for intermediate, they did ring rows and the way they did the ring rows was with a box and your feet had to go on a box and then you had to pull yourself up with the ring so that your body was parallel, parallel. with the ground. Okay. And those, that. and those are really hard. They're yeah. hard. Yeah. They're yeah. hard for even like, if you have to do a lot of them, they're not easy to do, but they're very easy to judge. Yeah. yeah. Pull-ups are not easy to judge. No. So I think that this I that's just what I think based off of what I had seen in that competition. That if they if there's chest bars for the RX, the scales will be ring rows. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah. We'll see how that goes though. And but what I also learned about the scaled and RX divisions, um, which is pretty cool, is you can choose, like say, um, say you're gonna do RX all the way through, but then fifteen point five comes out and it's got ring muscle ups in it in the very beginning, and you can't do them. Um, then you can do scaled. Yeah, like you don't you have can... to stick with it. Just once you do scaled, you get taken out of the running for regionals. Right. So yeah, you can. You, but you can pick every single workout. You can decide each workout yeah. which one you want to do. I yeah, which I think is had cool. to choose. Like if what, if you chose RX, you had to stick with RX. And yeah. I was like, man, that sucks. Yeah. But you get to choose, so that's cool. Yeah, I think it's nice, and I think it's a, like I think it's a smart way to do it. And obviously, you know, if you're going into the open, like thinking you're going to have to do some of them scaled, you probably already know that you're not in the running for regionals. Like you're not going to yeah. get your heart broken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then you and then you just do the RX workout if you think you can for yourself. And if you get totally. to RX a workout, then hell yeah, you got to RX it. Right. Exactly. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, you. It's so crazy, though. This time of year just makes me think of, like, how excited people get for this. Oh, my gosh. Like, yeah. I'm not even doing it's, the Open. And I, like, I was watching the Open announcement, and I was like, I have to do the Open. It's just, <laughs> I mean, that feeling. And I was like, why am I getting so nervous? Like, right? this is yeah. this is not, I mean, it's a big deal. But it's just, like, it's just my gym. Like, why yeah. am yeah. I nervous? I just, like, remember all my past the Opens it is the where, I like, you're in there, and it's, like, so intense and, like, Chris Garofoli is yelling at you and <laughs> super fan Chris yeah. G. 
Oh, I hope he's there. And Coach he... Mike. Oh my god, they, they get our gym gets really excited, Leah. That's awesome. Um, I love that. Yeah, it's really cute. And so this is my third year doing it. Yeah. Yeah, this okay. is my third year doing the open. So yeah, this would have been my this is this is my third year of doing CrossFit. We when we started CrossFit, it was like in we started in 2012, but we started like in the middle of the open. So we didn't oh. do it that year. Oh, but, yeah. oh well, I wasn't too, right. I didn't yeah. even know it was a thing. So, so we, yeah, we have a lot of listeners who are pretty new and this is probably their first time doing the open. So yeah. um, as a coach, what would you kind of advise them? You've already said like, don't change anything, but I think yeah. a lot of people are just like nervous, just like they see this as their first competition. Yeah. So um, what well, would you tell them? Yeah. Well, even what I've been telling my athletes, cause like I said, this is a lot of my, the members at my box, this is their first time. They all just even started. Um, so the way I've just been explaining it to them is that um, for people like us, you know, people that are just doing it because they love it, it's a really cool way to test yourself and test what you do when you go into the gym. And uh, the coolest part is that it gets archived. So you always get to look back at your scores totally. and always get to look back at how you did. Mm-hmm. A lot of gyms, I mean, no matter what program I have seen throughout the year, you end up repeating open workouts all year. Yeah. So it's cool that you get to look back and, you know, I think I've done 14.13 times and, um, like after the open and I would always forget how many reps I did. And then you just go back and look it up and you're like, oh yeah. And you almost always do better. The only time you don't do better at an open workout is if you truly, like if you're sick or injured, like if something actually happened, but you usually always will do better, like later in the year, even the next year. Yeah, And yep. that's, that's what's cool about it. That's what, like when I explain it, you just think of these open workouts as, uh, as benchmark workouts, like another girl, like Fran or totally. Amanda or any of those, like any of the girl workouts that you do, the open workouts are the same. They're meant, they're meant to screw you up. They're meant to make you feel really sick when you're done with them. They're, mo- they're meant to make you feel better within the next few minutes and feel like you should have done better, even though you were, <laughs> even though you were just dying and wanted to give up halfway through, like they're supposed to be that way, you know? So don't get any more nervous for them than any other workout. Just, just do it and have fun with it. And then, you know, you get to do it again. And- <laughs> yeah, I think, I know. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest reminder is just to have fun doing it and yeah. let those nerves fuel you. You just said something that I always think about when I'm doing workouts like this is why do we do that to the, to ourselves? Like after we're done, we're like, I could have done better, but we're like dying while we're doing it. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I really don't think like, we I really do it to myself do- every day. Oh, like yeah. what, what is I, that? Why do we do I that? I don't, I don't know. You're like, oh, I could have done another round. I yeah. could have done five more and I'm like, rounds. There's I no done. way I could have done anything different, and but I will still have that thought. I know. And the only thing that I can think of is that that's, that's what separates us from the Camille LeBancs and the Rich Fronings and the elite athletes. Those are the ones that when they finish a workout, they don't feel like they could have done better because they went so deep into it that there's literally no way they could have done better. Either that or maybe it's like, you know how they say that you forget the pain of childbirth and that's the only reason that people have more than one kid. <laughs> maybe maybe that too. we like, it's like our brain's yeah. way of keeping us from just leaving maybe the gym and never coming yeah. back. Yeah. It could be that yeah. too. I had one of my teammates just said the same, literally the same analogy for the airdyne. She, com- <laughs> she compared, she compared it to childbirth. She's like, know why I do this to myself and she Wait, has why children. is the airdyne she has such... children she does and, yeah she has kids so like it was a legit analogy and she was like I, you know you just forget how terrible it was but you go back and you're really excited to do it again and you're, you're just not really sure why and but you don't get a kid when you're done with the airdyne so which she knows maybe is a good thing wait but, so yeah. why is the airdyne so i haven't done i think i did it once at my cousin's gym yeah we don't Arizona. have airdyne at like, jay like why I, yeah. I, mean, I did it for like 10 minutes it's not is it i guess maybe i didn't ride hard enough yeah, no. <laughs> like, so why are they I, so bad i actually don't even have the best answer either we don't have them um i've been on an airdyne maybe four times um it sucks it sucks really bad and it's because you you're with your arms, you're pushing and pulling. Yeah. And then with your legs, you're kicking and pulling and it just eats you 
up. Yeah. And then the fan is like blowing on your face, so yeah. like your throat gets all dry and you can't breathe. It's bad. And if you don't have it set up, if you don't have the bike set up exactly the like exactly for you, it'll affect you different. Like I know one time when I did it, like the top, um, like oh I guess the bottom of my quads, like above my knees, yeah. were burning, burning, burning. And my coach was like, "Well, that's because your seat wasn't in the right spot." I was like, "Oh." He's like now you tell oh. me. <laughs> like well, I don't know. He was like, "You just have to be on an airdyne more often to know where it needs to be." So. Oh. Yeah. we have one at elevation and it's like this one like I don't even think that like the you know the speed thing or the time thing even works it's just pretty much only used for uh warm-ups and cool-downs well, yeah and but it's still like even if you're just using it as a warm-up it is it just gets so hard so fast yeah. like at first you're like what's the big deal and like 10 seconds later you're like oh my god why is yeah. it so hard it cool. sucks that's how I feel about rowing Ugh. it's very similar in that way to rowing okay yeah. <sighs> Not my strong suit. So, Leah, can you talk a little bit about pacing? Because I heard Rich Froning talking about this um, in the cool down show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I thought that was really interesting how they were, you know, of course, they're always talking about his pacing abilities. Do you have any tips for this one? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Or do you have any strategies you're going to do? <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I don't know. Pacing is pacing is a weird thing and most people don't know how to properly pace. They think that they're pacing, but they're really, they're just not. Um, you're just <laughs> messing, you're just like messing yourself up for later. I think that even just from watching the guys, to the, the announcement show tonight, um, try to go unbroken for as long as you can. They, I think they broke their toes to bar in like their fifth round, sixth round. I think is when they both ended up breaking their toes to bar. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you can, if it's something that you can do, if you know that you cannot do 15 unbroken toes to bar, then give yourself sets that you can do. I love to break things down like that, like yeah. ahead of time, like when I'm coaching, when I'm judging, when I'm doing it myself. So do three sets of five. If you can do three sets of five, you'll be good, but you totally. can't, you can't walk away drop down. That's what I do, Leah. <laughs> no, I mean, I do it too. And my coach just screamed at me for it. And I try to, bl- I blame it on a uh, Cara Webb because she does it. And at the game, at the games that she explained her pacing and how she'll go back and touch something and then go back. And then that's how she knows that her breaks in between each rep are the exact same. So I'm like, yeah, I can do that. Cause I'm definitely on the same level as her. But, um, <laughs> But so you need to just do like, so say you're going to do three sets of five, do your five, drop down, shake your hands and get back up. Don't take a step back or anything like that. Um, and then the weights, I mean, I know at least for myself, for the deadlifts and the snatches, those should all be done unbroken. Yeah. Um, so pacing, I don't know. I've, I've just been told, I keep being told that I don't know how to properly pace and I need to just blow it out until I can't go anymore. So and I, I don't feel know like about, it's, yeah. it's different for everyone too. Like I feel like, it, like you're right. You know, if you know that you like one of these moves is weaker for you, like maybe your toaster bar weak, or maybe your snatch is weak. Maybe you know that's just not a comfortable movement for you. You don't have the mobility or whatever it is. You don't have the confidence with that bar over your head, and in that, you know, it's kind of like break it down. Look at that movement that you know is going to be your limiting factor. And I feel like make a strategy based around that movement and then the other moves, like just go as hard as you can. Yeah. Well, and another thing with the snatches is in the CrossFit Open, it doesn't actually have to be a snatch. It's just a ground to overhead. Is that true for the, I know that's true for the scale, but is that the movement standard for the RX as well? Yep. Because I remember for 14.1, it's just ground to overhead. Because so on the, on the um, games website, it says five snatches. And then when you go down to scaled, the scaled says ground to overhead allowed, but that's not on the... RX one, it just says snatches. Does it? Mm-hmm. So maybe this year it is different. Yeah, maybe since they're okay. they're delineating between scale yeah. and RX. But so okay. yeah, it looks like scale so, ground overhead is allowed. RX it has to be snatches. Okay, but that's but right. Okay, so if you have to do ground to overhead, then do the ground to overhead. Mm-hmm. If the snatches, so snatches are the same thing. Sometimes, um, if you do touch and go, some people are slower at touch and go. So if you know you are, if you know that you have to do singles, Mm -hmm. throw the barbell down and get back to it. Don't step away. Like you need to, if you're going to, like I said earlier, like 
if you're going to do shorter reps, you have to take shorter breaks. Totally. Um, but yeah, I don't yeah, know. With these kind of workouts, wait for you. Yeah. Yeah. Know that ahead of time. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I know that sometimes I like to warm up heavier. Um, like I might warm this up with like 95 pounds. Yeah. And then it'll feel, that's what we did last year for, that's for 14, very five, smart. Like, and that helped. A ton. I did that with 14, five too. Yeah. Just warm it up with a heavier one. Yeah. Warm up your deadlifts, warm up your snatches with 10 extra pounds, 15 extra pounds. And then when you go to actually get into the workout, you'll be like, oh, I can do this. This is no big deal. Yeah. I think the nice thing about the open too is like you do have a couple of days to really think about it. You know, usually in CrossFit, you maybe have the workout the night before and like most people aren't that worried about it. So they don't really think about it too far ahead of time. Yeah. Like use that, you know, like strategize, you know, talk to people, like use that, use that time that you have. And I, for me, it was always like, it always helped me mentally to feel like I had a plan. Even if the plan just like went to hell, the moment the buzzer (laughs) at least like thinking that I had one always made me feel better. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many people that come out with, um, like, um, what am I trying to say? Blogs and stuff Yes, that have their, you know, their insights and totally. what they think. Podcasts, like there's all kinds of stuff that people come out with. So listen to those. I know last year I listened to as many as I could. I looked up as many as I could from, you know, Friday to Monday yeah. mm-hmm. in between. Um, yeah. tons of people do and videos see, and yeah, just yeah. see what they say. And, and listen to what we say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, also, I'm an expert. This. So hey, yeah. we are clearly as well. We are clearly experts <laughs> in everything. That's why people listen to us because of our very legitimate expert academic opinions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, so do you have a question? For yeah. Me? Well, okay. are you going to talk about 14 no. months still? No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what do you think? It, um, what moves do you think we're going to see this year in the open that we haven't seen yet now that we have the scale in our yeah. exhibitions? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm so bad at guessing, but from <laughs> what I, but from what I see other people throwing out there, um, I've seen a lot of people say that they think handstand pushups might make it in this year. Um, muscle ups. I think that they might. Um, but I also think that they still have to appeal to the general public. Totally. You yeah. know, you don't want to like have everybody having to go down to scaled. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to like last year there was muscle ups and, um, at the end of 14, one of them, but it was at three. the, right. But it was at the very end. Yeah. 14, four. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. 14, four. So I don't know. Cause, because then if you look at it, if you look at it on a gymnastics standpoint, muscle ups aren't anything. It's not right. a movement. It's just how you get on the ring, <laughs> which I love. Yeah, or it's how you just, like, get on the bar. Like, those aren't movements. They're not judged. They're not scored. They're nothing. They're right. literally nothing. But obviously, this isn't gymnastics. This is CrossFit. But it's kind of the same way how people try to compare, like, weightlifting with CrossFit. And we still do high-skill weightlifting movements. Yeah. So you right. could like in the scheme of things, that's not nothing. that high-skill. Right. But yeah. people say that muscle-ups are high-skill, but I don't know if they necessarily are anymore, if they're considered totally. high-skill in CrossFit. Um, I think that, so, okay. So this is really what I think. This is what I've said to a few people in my gym. I don't think that they're going to do any movement that isn't in a benchmark movement. Okay. So we have, right. Because the girls are technically supposed to be, those are, those are like RX movements, right? Those are the RX movements. So we do have a, Diane has handstand pushups in it and, Amanda has ring muscle-ups in it. Yeah, and I can also see, like, um, Elizabeth has ring dips. I could definitely see yeah. ring dips. Yeah, ring dips, but ring dips can be hard to judge in a, if you're in a weird angle. Yeah, that's true. Um, Even, like, looking people, at the regionals last year, they put those bands up to yeah. see people, like, going full extension. Ugh, yeah. yeah, exactly. so hard so, to be a judge. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I think we might see some of those movements because mm-hmm. I think that the girls are like, those are your RX. Like if you can do the R, the girls RX, like if you can do all of them RX, you're a true RX athlete. Yeah. I would agree with that. So, yeah. So that might be the way that it goes. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So what are your goals for this, this open? My goals. Um, well, I of course want to do the best that I can, um, you know, score the best that I can. Mm-hmm. But we, so we all are actually in the same super regional. You guys, yeah. 
itself. In freaking Dallas. Yeah, which is so crazy to me to think that you guys out in Colorado where there's people on this island that don't even know where Colorado is on the map. (laughs) <laughs> like they're like that's so crazy that we're all in the same region, but with I, I guarantee you there are people in Colorado who have no idea where Puerto Rico is. Oh, most people don't know where Puerto Rico is. I don't. My parents might not know exactly where it is either. <laughs> I've been here for five years. Like when, well, when you were here and you were like trying to explain to me where you live, you're like, well, I, I live on this side of the island, and then the other, and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna pretend like I have any idea yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So so Puerto Rico is way south of Miami, right? Um, we're part of the leeward islands. So if that tells you, it doesn't really tell you anything. I think, (laughs) I think we're closer. I'm pretty sure that I'm closer to South America than I am to North America. Oh, and you're probably definitely closer to South America than you are to Colorado. Absolutely. Yeah. So with that, so we're in Latin America, Puerto Rico is part of the Latin, um, region. So with the new super regionals, um, we only get 10 spots opposed to the yeah, so opposed to the 20 that you guys get. I know South, Southwest and South Central get 20, 20, and 15 teams, mm-hmm. and then we get 10, 10, and 10. So um, originally before that happened, um, regionals kind of was in my sights a little bit. At least, you know, like a, in my mind, I thought that I it was in my grasp that I could have pushed really hard and maybe um, gotten to regionals this year. But now, like when there was 48, But now that there's only 10 spots, um, I just, of course, have to just be a little bit more realistic with myself without Mm. putting myself down. I think that the possibility still could, of course, could always be there. Crazy things can always happen. But um, I really just, I really, really want to do well for the island. Um, Because you know how on the app, the games app, you can make your own leaderboards? Yeah. Yeah. Which is so fun. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really cool. So I make one for Puerto Rico, and because um, it's a small island and um, it's a pretty a tight community, like across you know all the CrossFit, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of competitions on the islands like all year long. So and with me being all the way on the west coast, we're the only box on the west coast. So everyone else is south or east. Um, so I like to see how I do compared to them. Mm-hmm. And last year I was in top 10 on the island. There you so, go. Yeah. So I would like to maybe do top five on the island this year. And then, um, I don't know. See, just do, yeah, just do the I best I can. Yeah. I think take it there. <laughs> that sounds like a really good goal. Yeah. <laughs> and I think you are absolutely capable of doing it. Yeah. So I just got to push. Yeah. Did you have a question? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, okay. I want to. Someone, someone wrote us a, an email, and I think that you'd be a good person to answer this. Um, and it's from someone who does who's new at CrossFit, uh-huh. and is overwhelmed by the number of things they need to learn. <laughs> so, all the movements that we have: lifts, gymnastics, rowing. So she's asking how to prioritize skill development. And how to keep from being discouraged. And maybe this would be a good time, I guess, to look a little bit go into your background and kind of how you approach this. Because I know that you have a pretty diverse, but also at the same time, a pretty, um, I guess, a pretty unique, but also at the same time, a pretty specific background. Yeah. Who, me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> no, we're talking um, to the other person. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm like, wait, I have, I don't, I didn't know that my background was um, like that. Yeah. So I, I mean, I played all kinds of sports when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents were bodybuilders in the eighties. That's so funny. So, like, did they wear like the little spandex shorts, like tight spent? I just picture your dad and like, I don't even know your dad. No, speedos, speedos. Yeah. So <laughs> in the eighties. 80- I have to say I have never seen my own father's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've seen so many photos. I, I don't think I have, um, in person or if I, I was a little kid, if I did. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, tons of photos. So my, both of my parents were bodybuilders and back then they didn't have like, physique or figure or anything like that. It was just bodybuilding. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, so my dad did and my mom did. And I always love to point out that on paper, my mom was better than my dad. That's awesome. <laughs> and I love it because my mom's awesome and it's, I don't know, she never did steroids or anything like that. So that's of course really cool. <laughs> um, but so because of that, you know, um, we all like, I'm one of six kids. So oh, wow. yeah. So Um, so we all did sports, all kinds of sports. Our parents always encouraged us and always 
pretty much always let us try out anything that we wanted. Anything that we came up a sport we wanted to do, they let us do it. And they, but they would put us in it. We, if we were going to do it, we had to do it. So we would have private lessons and we'd go to camps. And, you know, if you were on a team, you were on the team and you didn't miss practice and you didn't miss a game or a match or whatever, like you were on the team. It was a commitment. Yeah. Which I, of course, now as an adult, it's like awesome that they did that. You know, like if you, one day you just didn't want to go to practice, my dad would be like, well, you're on the team. Like you go to practice. Right. Unless you're puking or you're injured, like you go, no, even if you're injured, you go, you sit there and you watch, you know? So, so anyway, so when I was in high school, um, my older sister and I, well, she did it much longer, but when I got into high school, we were competition cheerleaders. And, um, I saw so your that's, Instagram video. Yeah. What was it yesterday? Have you did yeah. backflips and yeah. toe touches? Yeah. So competition is basically, it's just not for us, um, not for a sport. That is the sport. Right. You're not so like we traveled, sidelines cheerleading. Yeah. So we traveled all around um, doing that. And so because of that, my dad had, we had like gym memberships, my, my older sister and I. And so like every day we would go to the gym and I wish, I wish that we knew how to actually lift, <laughs> but we just did like the machines and stuff. Not that it didn't help, yeah. but I wish that like we did squats and deadlifts and stuff. Um, <laughs> We didn't, but at least I still had somewhat of a, like a knowledge of like working out and training and stuff. So then, um, so where was I going with that? So (laughs) my background. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So how you should. And it's like what? 1230 your time. I know. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So that was a little bit of my background. And then, um, moving down here to Puerto Rico, I learned, um, I learned how to surf. I didn't do that before because I grew up in Georgia. Um, so that helps with like balance and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And, um, so yeah, when I got into CrossFit, it's a little bit of everything, right? So that was always cool to me. But when it came to learning skills, um, I don't know, I guess I would just learn them as they came up. So if you're a beginner and you're trying, you're wanting to learn certain things, like even in my gym, I have a lot of people that are always wanting to learn new skills and, um, not, and yeah, not get discouraged when they're doing it. So you just kind of have to pick like one or two movements, you know, like I've got a group of guys, like there's a group of them that all do them together. Mm -hmm. Every, every single day they work on their double unders and their muscle ups every day and they're guys. So of course they can all do strict muscle ups. They're trying to learn how to kip. (laughs) So, um, but you can't really, you can't get discouraged. You have to remember that a lot of the movements, especially if you didn't grow up doing, you know, something like gymnastics or cheerleading, yeah. those are not easy movements to do. Right. Like my training partner, uh, Patricia, she's a really great example. She played soccer and volleyball her whole life. And, um, I mean, those are great endurance sports, you know, and take a lot of strength and to mm-hmm. do them, but you're not doing cartwheels. You're not doing pull-ups. You might sometimes do push-ups. Right, but that's just like maybe one day in a warm up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you're definitely not doing handstands or anything like that. So she's still, um, we still work on her daily with those gymnastics movements, and sometimes she does get discouraged because it 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 sucks and it's really hard to work on a movement every single day, and you feel like you're not getting better with it. But that's that's when you have to push even harder with it, and you need to start breaking it down and thinking, you know, are you not getting better at it because your mind is telling you that you can't do the movement Mm -hmm. or are you just doing something wrong with the movement or do you need someone else to come and look at you and maybe give you a different cue, you know, and ask, ask other people around you. If you see someone in your gym and they're, they're doing the movement and you want yours to look like theirs, go ask them. I don't think there's a single person in a CrossFit gym that wouldn't help someone that approached them. Yeah. Who'd be like, God, you're so annoying. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that happens. And I think you're, I think you're right. Like pick one and stick with it. You know, like there's Uh, so many things like it is, it is, it is hard in CrossFit. Everything about it is such a moving target Yeah. because anything that you're working on, someone else is working on twice as hard and anything (laughs) that you are getting better at another skill is then falling to the wayside. And so I think like there, if like the problem becomes when every single day you're coming in the the gym, trying to work on something else versus spending four or six weeks, you know, working on your double unders, working on your pull-ups, working on your but unless Whatever you really trained every single day, it's really impossible to keep every single movement. True. But to right. a degree, Doing once well. you have it, it's like, for example, like me and True. double unders. Yeah. Like I work on double unders every day for about two months. But if I don't do toes to bar 
<laughs> at least once a week, I lose them. Like, but, that's fast. Good, but like, have you ever like spent two months doing toes where every time you went in the gym? No, but there's been a time where I'd like, remember when I was doing my hollow rock phase? Yeah. Like that is like, <laughs> I had a hollow rock phase where I like, I noticed Leah that that was like the biggest movement that helped everything I did. Yeah. So uh, because, because every single movement that we do in, in CrossFit, if you don't know how to put your body in a hollow position, you yeah. will not successfully be able to do it at a high volume. Yeah. Every movement, weightlifting, gymnastics, everything, you need to be in a hollow position. See, there's a method to my madness. Yeah, there definitely <laughs> so, is. Yeah, so I was there really, really is. into doing hollow rocks and supermans every single day. And it yeah. helped so much with my toes to bar, with my pull-ups. Like, I felt everything I was like... It. Yeah, and so... I, I believe. I believe. <laughs> I believe in the hollow rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I believe it. Like, if you ever, yeah. if you ever see, like, um, youth gymnastics... They do, they do hollow rock and arch rocks or supermans every single day is yep. a part of their, their skills that they mm-hmm. work on. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Or with my muscle ups, like with my ring muscle ups, I worked on them every single day for two solid weeks before and after workouts. I would work on them before cause I was fresh. And then I'd work out and then I'd go work on them after because I'm like, well, if I can do them when I'm tired, then I can definitely do them, yeah. you know? And sure. it, this is when I was learning it, like when I, I didn't have them yet. Mm-hmm. But for two weeks straight, I did them and I would have I, any anyone I saw that had muscle-ups, I would ask them and I would watch them and I would watch videos and I like obsessed over the muscle-up and then I got them. And then I was so excited and I kept doing them. The thing that some people do is when they get a movement and then they stop working on it because yeah. yeah. you've got it. I'm still trying to get better at muscle ups and I got them over a year ago and I still will fail a muscle up and it makes me so mad, but you have to keep working on them. Yeah. yeah I feel that way you about know? pull-ups. Like I got my first pull-up probably two years ago now. Mm-hmm. And like to this day, I'm, you know, still feel like I'm totally stalled out because I, as soon as I got them, I started working on something else. Yep. Yep. And it's like, well, yeah. 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 What's the, what are the movements you're mostly focusing on? Like, do you have any weaknesses or are you pretty skilled at all of them? Ugh. Are you just a badass, everything's, awesome crossfitter? Everything's That's much a what weakness. I'm <laughs> no, um, I do think that for my skill level, I'm a pretty well-rounded athlete. Um, for just like for the level that I'm at, I'm by no means an elite athlete at all. But, um, but I definitely have things that I'm bad at. Double, I'm actually not that good at double unders. Um, if anyone, anyone that's listening, if you were at the crush <laughs> games in Miami, um, in August, I, I fucked up bad on double unders <laughs> so bad. Like people in the crowds were like wanting to cry, like trying to tell me to like calm down to get through these 80 double unders. It was one of the worst moments of my CrossFit, probably the worst moment in my CrossFit career. Cause I like forgot how to do a damn jump rope and <laughs> I still will get, and Pat, of course, my training partner is amazing at double unders because she, when she first started CrossFit, she worked on them every single day. Mm-hmm. And I just was never one of those. I, I did what I just said not to do. I got double unders and then I would only do them if they were in a workout, oh, like once yeah. I got them. Yeah. So I still now, you know, if I can get shit, if I can get like 40 in a workout unbroken, I'm stoked. I'm so happy. But it doesn't always happen. Like, I'll fuck up at 15 sometimes and I get really mad. And then so it's a mental game. Once, yeah. and then once your mind gets right. And then it's, it's a like... mental game and you have to tell yourself it's just a damn jump rope and you've been doing it your whole life. Yeah. <laughs> your whole like, if you hear me getting heated, I'm like, ah, double unders. But no, you just have to, double unders, you just have to stay really calm when you do them. And you need to stay in a hollow position. I yes. learned that, um, I learned that back in December, actually, that. If you can stay in a hollow position in the double under, you're you're doing good. Yeah. So you're but, bouncing all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's Nobody like, wants to be bouncing all over the place. <laughs> just like a pogo stick or whatever. Um, and surprisingly, I'm not that incredible at handstand walks. Because what happens is I get too tight, and then I can only do a hold. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you just like. But then if I try to do holds, I walk. Like I can't, I haven't been able to figure, yeah, yeah. So, um, but no, I mean, I'm constantly working on everything. I are, the program that I'm on is, is really varied. Like we do everything we run, I swim, row sleds, like we do everything. Mm -hmm. And some things I really, really hate to do. And some things I I'm excited to do. And 
Um, but you got to do them all. So, yep. So we are just about out of time and I know it's getting late where we are, but I, I have one more, one last question which sort of follows up with that and it'll be quick, yeah. which is what are you, what movement are you most excited to see in the open and what movement are you most dreading to come out of the hopper? Ooh, um, man, that's a good one. What do I want to see? do I want to see? Like what would be like your dream open workout where you were just like, I'm going to win this. And the, like this, like the, like Annie Thor's daughter is no match for me. I am taking this one down. Man. Oh, I don't know. I, that's so hard. Let's see. How about what don't I want? Yeah. I don't. Okay. I don't like wall balls. Oh, they're the worst. I don't like them. And likes them? Yes. Yes. Patricia, my training partner, loves them. Is she really tall? She's no, no, she's maybe a quarter inch taller than me. I was gonna say, like, the only reason that I've ever seen people who like wall balls is because they're so tall and for them it's not a big deal. Leah, I can't I can't breathe when I do wall balls because I'm looking up at the sky. Like I can't breathe. I'm just like terrible. No, I start like you know, I might have some big quads, but they burn out on wall balls. I don't know why, but they just die. I just don't like wall balls. And I, I try to, and I always try to force myself to do as big a sets as I can. And I've definitely gotten better at doing bigger sets, but I'm still not a fan of them. And it's because you know why it's because it's a thruster. It's a full it's, body. It's, it's a, a full body workout. It's a thruster that you catch with your face. <laughs> right. Right. And then, which also is a burpee, like thrusters, burpees, and wall balls are the same movement. Yeah. It's a, it's your whole body. Yeah. I know that Rich Froning said one time that if there was only one movement that he could do for the rest of his life, it would be a thruster because it's a full body workout. Yeah. It totally is. Which is a wall ball. Like, yep. ugh. but, um, so I wouldn't be too stoked, but I mean, of course I would do them and I would get through them. Um, I like box jumps. I'm pretty fast at box jumps. Mm-hmm. I'm not the fastest, but I can cycle them. Um, I don't like chest bars. Like I can do them, but I just feel like I'm at a really, really unfair, like I'm at a disadvantage because I have no chest at all. There's guys in my gyms that have bigger, <laughs> that, there are guys that I will stay next to that have bigger pecs than I do. And I have long arms and I'm just, it's just not fair. And I feel like I feel like that it's just not fair. <laughs> that's well, all that I have to say about that. Yeah, but, but when you do burpees, you don't smash your boobs. Right. So, you know, that's like, that's a yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I still have to go farther down that's onto true. the floor. Yeah. That's true. I have to go farther down. My And my long-ass arms, guys, they're so long. <laughs> like, my snatch grip is is so, so wide. And people always think that it's too wide, but it's not. My arms are just long. Yeah. <laughs> So I have one last quick quick question back to pacing. Yeah. Do you think that I once had someone tell me, like, especially when you're doing competitions, is to not let yourself get in the red? You should like to stop. Not? Yeah, to not. Like, do you? Yeah. Do you agree um, with that? To like in, in terms of pacing, something like this. Um, I mean, maybe. I, so my coach has told us, and I've put it to the test in competition, is to always go one less than failure. Mm -hmm. Don't fail a rep. If you know that your next rep, you're going to fail, then drop down, get down, put it down, do what, you know, whatever the movement is like toes to bar, like what Rich said, you know, don't miss a damn toes to bar. Don't miss a toes to bar. That is silly. That is a waste of energy. That is a waste of grip strength. If you know, you're not going to get it, then drop down. But there's a difference of knowing you're not going to get it and just feeling like you might not get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's like – and same like with the clean and jerks like tonight, you know, and um, I'm sure you guys hear people say it all the time too. There's no point in missing a jerk. If you're going to make the clean, yeah. don't miss the jerk. If you think you – like you have to just – you do have to go for it and you do have to get into the red a little bit. But try to not miss a rep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? There's only like – Double unders might be, you know, you can't really do that with double unders. You just go until you mess up on a double under. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or. The analogy um, that I always use is like, you know, in your iPhone, like if you can plug it in at 1%, you get to still keep using it. But if you have to wait till it dies, you have to wait like five minutes for it to turn back on. Yeah. For some reason. That's, that's a, a great analogy, Claire. That is a great analogy. It's People because the fo- it. the phone, it has to get to 5% before it'll turn back on. But it'll stay on at 1%. Exactly. So don't, don't yes. let your iPhone die. 
Man, that is such a good analogy. It's great. I love that. I'm going to use it all the time now because it's so real. Like, yeah. don't let yourself die. I don't think I've ever done that. Does it really take five minutes to turn it's, back yeah, on? Yeah, it takes forever. Yes. <laughs> no, but it feels it's like it's like five dog years. Yeah, it's like, it is. You're it waiting. literally it does have to get to five percent before it'll turn back yeah. on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. There you go. But that's but our bodies. You can you can definitely think of it the same way. Yeah. Um, yeah. don't right. Cause if you fail a rep, not only does it suck physically, but it sucks mentally. Cause you just oh, yeah. missed a damn rep, yeah. you know? And then do so. you have, okay. This is the last question I promised. Do you have it's, any, um, mental like mantras before you, like right before you go into a workout, do you have anything uh, that like amps you up or something that you tell yourself? Um, I just tell myself, um, just keep going. Just it's one rep at a time. You know, just like it's, it's one rep at a time. You can't do more than the one movement. Mm -hmm. So, so just get through the one and then do the next one and keep breathing as you go. You're not going to die. You won't die. It's not um, going to happen. It's just not so. going to happen for you. <laughs> but, I, but I tell it so when I'm coaching, I, they, my athletes probably hate me because I say it, I literally will say it five times in a workout. It's one rep at a time, guys. Yeah. Just get, get, just get through the next rep. Okay, you you got it. Okay, great. Next rep, hit it. Yeah. Let's go. And that's how I approach my own workouts. One rep at a damn time. If you you know with this one with the toes to bar, you have fifteen toes to bar, but you can only do one toes to bar at a time. Yeah. So don't think don't think about the fifteen. Just just get them done. Yep. You know, just do them. And you have to breathe. You have to breathe. Oh, and I'm I so nervous. <laughs> it shouldn't be nervous though. The, the I said it earlier, you know, the open is fun and unless, fun. you know, and I, I'm sure that the elite athletes do get really, really nervous, but you know, for us, I don't think there's a need to get too nervous. You can only, you can only do the best that you can do. Right. And it's just, it's just another workout. Maybe it's I just, should... it's just a workout. It's yep. just a workout. It's what we do every single day. Yeah. And if there wasn't a big show and a big announcement for it, and it was just on your wattifier on your whiteboard tomorrow, you, you wouldn't what be nervous. Deal? Yeah. I'm like, this is not define who you are as a person. No one's going to like later in life be like, well, no. I used to think Joy was really cool. And then she totally fucked up on 15-2. And now I just yeah. don't know what to think of her anymore. And Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not. And, you know, and if you don't and if you don't have to, don't look at the leaderboard, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, you don't. I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Joy's like already not, on the leaderboard. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, but don't look, okay, don't look <laughs> at really. other people's scores. Yeah. Yeah. Like if it's going to fuck you up to look at someone else's score, don't. Yeah. That's like, um, on my, this is a tangent, but on my Instagram, like I, I don't know if you notice, I purposely don't ever put my weights on Instagram. Yeah. Like when I'm doing lifting or anything in the comment section, if someone asks me, I, I pretty much will only answer it if it's like if it's someone I actually know. Yeah. Um, but it's not, that's not me being rude or me being a certain way. It's me just not wanting to discourage someone else. Yeah. Um, cause one, one time I posted a deadlift video and it was like three reps at, at I think it was at like two, like two thirty five maybe. Mm -hmm. And, um, these two girls like were commenting on it back and forth and they were like, Oh, I thought that my 175 was good. What the hell? Yeah. Man, like, I, this sucks. Like, look at this girl. Look what she's doing. And I commented back to them, and I was like, your 175 is great. It's wonderful, you know? Right. So don't, like, a, don't look at game. my score. Right. Don't look at my score and get upset about yours. Or I just recently, maybe in December or November, um, at one of the CrossFit boxes down here, they did, like, an in-box competition, and Pat and I got invited to go do it. And it was awesome because what they did was they paired an RX athlete with a scaled athlete. Mm -hmm. um, so my partner, she was awesome. She was so great. And there was, but there was toes to bar in one of the um, workouts, and she could only do like two or three in a row. And afterwards, and afterwards, she got so upset, and she thought that she made us lose, and thought that she made us get behind, and she kept apologizing to me. And I told her, I was like, don't apologize to me for doing your best. As long as you did the best that you could, yeah. don't you ever, don't ever apologize for that. Because your best and my best are totally different. Yeah, you know? I think that's so totally true. So attack the open the same way. Do the best that you can. Don't, yeah. leave, don't leave thinking that 
you sucked, you know? And I think that's like what we were talking about earlier, because it's like, while we're doing the workout, we're always like, oh, I could have done more. And why am I so tired? I'm like, I think that's my goal. This opened is to not have that thought. That's no, I'm going to, I'm going to just claim that right now. That is my goal. (laughs) You should. I think that's a great goal. Do the best that you can and be happy about it and be confident about it. Yeah. You know, Amen. don't let there's, yeah, yeah. Just be happy about it. Be stoked. Well, we're out of time and you probably have to go to bed. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> oh, you're fine. It's fine. We're going to like put this up right away tonight because everyone's Whoa. just like Where's so excited. Episode? Where's the episode? Uh-huh. So thank you so much for making the <laughs> yes. time to do this. Thank Yay, you open guys. season. Yay. And yes. good luck on 15-1 and hopefully we yes. will stay in touch over the open. And yeah, and we'll see you on Instagram, girl. <laughs> Definitely. Thank you guys right. so much. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.